Well, it must be a Monday. We're right back at it here. Phone lines already open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, ready to uh, enrich your life with employment law and workplace rights. You need to know them. It's been seven years plus that we've been doing this, but there's still so much more to tell and so much more for people to absorb when it comes to the workplace rights, the place where they spend most of their time, really five, maybe six, even seven days a week if you're you know, uh, party that type of gig. Lots of stuff coming up. Many questions that Lior gets asked by individuals who want to know whether their employer is allowed to do something. We will cover a ton of those and your emails tonight. And, of course, the phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. This is a live talk show, a phone-in show, so we are ready for you. Anytime you want to check it out, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what your severance is all about. We'll get to that in more detail as the hour progresses anyway. But uh, off we go on a Monday night, pal. Uh, how are you? What's going on over the, uh, the week that was? Well, I'll tell you what's not going on, and that is that I'm not on March break. Uh, wouldn't have minded <laughs> being somewhere somewhere warm. I know you as yeah, well. Right. But uh, for now, we're, we're, we're here and dealing with this weather we're having. Uh, but we're going to talk about workplace rights. And because I'm here, already started the week Monday. I had a very, very busy day up until pretty much uh, now when we're doing the show a lot of calls, a lot of calls, a lot of emails nice. uh, from from individuals that uh, wanted to to know about their rights and, and asking questions. And sometimes uh, the questions start with, "Hey, Lior, I've been listening to you and John on the show for a long time. Never thought I would need you." And what? Guess what happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if that's your situation, if something's happened to you in your workplace, your boss did said something, or, or your work situation has changed, the terms of your employment have changed, you lost your job, maybe you feel you're being mistreated or, or uh, discriminated against, call us right now. Let's talk about that. Let's answer those questions, solve some problems. And rather than me lecture you on the law, I'm going to give you actual solutions. And if you want to talk to me privately, just like uh, many, many people already did today, uh, please call me off, off air or email me. We'll give you that information. But week that was, the past week, things that came across my desk that I want to talk about. Uh, first situation, I spoke with a gentleman who uh, worked for a company for five years, but for the first four years, he was quote-unquote on contract. They considered him to be an independent contractor. And after four years, they said, good good news. We're going to make you a full-time employee. We're going to put you on our benefits plan. And, uh, you know, we're going to be deducting uh, taxes from you. But your job is staying the same. He's done the mm-hmm. exact same job for five years. So that was uh, a, a year ago uh, when he became an employee. Well, now, unfortunately, the company's undergone some restructuring and he was let go. Company right. came to him and said, well, you know, you've been with us for a year. We, uh, we're sorry to do this. We're going to be nice. We're going to give you three weeks of pay, uh, and we wish you all the best. Well, he called me because he had listened to this show, and he had a feeling that this is not right, and, John, of course it wasn't right. No. He has been an employee there the entire five years. It doesn't work that you magically become an employee after being an independent contractor. It doesn't work that way. I bet you we have listeners right now that have supposedly at some point worked as a, as a contractor or on contract and then turned into regular employees. Well, guess, guess what? Newsflash. You've probably been an employee the whole time. Because again, substance over form, employees get misclassified as contractors all the time, happens very, very often. So for this person, he's a five-year employee. He just lost his job, even though supposedly he wasn't for the first four years. He is now entitled to severance on that basis, and I assess him as being owed right around six to seven months of pay. So 
uh, because of that, uh, he's going to get that severance. Now, remember, even if he had only been there for a year, he probably would have been owed about three months of pay. So either way, the company's offer is inadequate. But I wanted this to, to mm. be a reminder. It's almost a, a clear indication. If you magically become uh, an employee after being an independent contractor, probably you are an employee all along in the eyes of the law. And wow. if that happens and you lose your job, you're owed full severance. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. By the way, the number to reach out to Lior and contact or help at employmenthour dot com. What else you got going on? I spoke with a, a person who was let go for cause from his job. Uh, unfortunately, what happened is off work. He was out with a, a buddy of his, and he got uh, stopped for a DUI. He, he was under the influence and he was driving. Ah. Terrible thing to do. Uh, and company found out about it. He, he actually told the company a couple of days later, said, no, no, uh, that's unacceptable. We are letting you go for cause. Now, let's be very clear here. Uh, I mean, the, come on, what the heck was he thinking uh, driving yeah. uh, while, while under the influence of alcohol? Terrible, shouldn't have done that, uh, illegal, dangerous, you, you name it, wrong, wrong, wrong. But the real question, at least in this respect, is, is that cause for dismissal? Keep in mind, John, he was off the clock. He was on his time. He was not in a uh, company vehicle. Right. This had nothing to do with the workplace. He's not a public figure in that, you know, if this makes it to the news, people will recognize him as an employee of this company. This really had no connection to his employment, none whatsoever. So because of that, if the company chooses to let him go anyway, that has to be a without cause termination. Mm -hmm. That cannot be a for cause because there's no connection. There's no nexus between what he did and his job. So this is still, despite the fact him doing a very bad thing, that's a wrongful dismissal. And he's owed severance. He's been there for three years. He's going to be owed four or five months of pay easy. And I wanted to bring this up only to, to remind employees and employers that off-duty conduct usually cannot form the basis for a termination for cause unless there's a connection to the workplace, right? Uh, unless it somehow impacts the workplace, it impacts your colleagues and impacts your boss. In that situation, perhaps, but the fact that the employee may have done something that's wrong or even illegal, if there's no connection to the workplace, that's not cause, you have to pay him severance. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Lines are open for questions all night long, or at least for the hour of this show anyway. Uh, I want to get into this, so, uh, you know, is my employer allowed to do dot, dot, dot? There's so many of these questions, isn't there? <laughs> oh, yeah, th this is probably one of the most common uh, questions that I get. Usually start with, hey, can my employer do this to me? Very, right. very common question. And because of that, we want to, I wanted to take a few common questions that I get that start off that way and, and, and talk about them. So we're going to talk about some things that your employer is and is not allowed to do. If you've always wondered, you know, my boss always does this, but is this right? Is it legal? Or I'm concerned that my boss is going to be doing this. Is that mm -hmm. right or legal? We're going to talk about that and educate you so that if it happens, you know. First one on the list is, can my employer change my job as long as my pay is not reduced? So we've talked about constructive dismissal many times, and you know that a demotion is a constructive dismissal. Yeah. It's something that your employer is not allowed to do. You also know that uh, just a reduction in pay is a, de uh, is a constructive dismissal. But oftentimes, your job changes, but your pay may stay the same. So the question really becomes, can they do that? Is that a constructive dismissal? Right. Well, the answer is, it depends. If it's a lesser position, if it's a position a position that's a lower level, it's not as favorable, then absolutely it can be a constructive dismissal, even though there's no reduction in pay. 
On the other hand, if it's just a lateral move, you're moving from machine A to machine B, uh, again, unless that, that's something you can't operate, unless it's a lesser job somehow, unless the, the hours are different, usually that's going to be something that the company is allowed to do. So the company does have some leeway, but they cannot put you in a lesser position. They can't change your shift, uh, and they can't hide behind the fact that, well, we didn't touch your pay. You can be constructively dismissed if your job changes, even if your pay stays the same. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, ready to uh, take your calls all evening long here. And uh, we'll get to our first one. That would be uh, would be uh, Mark. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Oh, so, yeah, Mark. There we go. Yeah, oh, Mike. Yeah. Mike. Hey, no, yeah, sorry, here. my mouse is wrong. How are you, Mark? What's going on, pal? Great, great. Uh, first, I want to compliment Lior on the work that he does. I've used him in the past, but uh, now I want to call him uh, for my wife. Um she works for one of the big banks, and she's been there for almost uh, 30 plus years. And uh, up until from 2002 to 2015, she was working Saturdays and then stopped. Uh, and now they're restructuring, and they've asked her to work again on Saturdays, and she doesn't want to. And when she stopped working Saturdays, was that at her request? Did the company do it? How did that change happen? It was it was her request because of family. Okay, good. And for the past, uh, let's say, three, four years, there's been no issue. She hasn't had to work any Saturdays. Correct. Okay. So, so very important question, Mark. Here's why. Because back then, when she requested not to work Saturdays, they didn't necessarily have to allow that to happen. They could have said, "I'm sorry, uh, you have to uh, you have to work Saturdays," and they they may not have been uh, much that she could do about it. But once they start allowing that to happen. Once they change the terms of her employment so that now she doesn't work Saturdays, that becomes her new reality and they can't go back. So bottom line is, no, they can't now go to her and say, we want you to, from now on, moving forward to work Saturdays. Obviously, that's a big deal. That's going to impact her. So she's well within her rights to say no. So what I propose, assuming she's comfortable with this, she can say, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I, I don't want to work Saturdays. I can't work Saturdays. That's not what, I, what I'm, I'm prepared to do. If they back off, wonderful. If they don't and they say, well, too bad, you're scheduled Saturday, at that point she may be able to treat that or she, she's likely able to treat that as a constructive dismissal. And I think you said she's worked there for over 30 years? Yeah. Jeez. Well, she easily would be looking at two years of severance and potentially a bit more after that, that long a period of time. So that's what's at stake here. She does have the ability to treat that as a constructive dismissal. One thing, Mark, since you've, you've listened to us before, uh, I'm sure you know this, I do not want her to resign before she speaks to me, okay? She has to speak to me before resigning. There's a lot at stake here with 30 years of service, but they don't have a right to do that. Understood. So regardless whether they ask her to work uh, one Saturday or four Saturdays a month, it doesn't matter. If she refuses, then, uh, then we can take it from there. Yes, she is well within her rights to say no, uh, and if she doesn't want to do that, I mean, ultimately, if she prefers to stay there and work Saturday rather than leave with severance, well, okay, that's her call. But if she's prepared to leave with severance because of this, she would have that right if they insist. But again, before she quits, before she says, that's it, I'm out of here, she needs to speak to me. 
Okay, sorry, one, one last part. So even if there was nothing signed from 2015 uh, that the schedule was done and she hasn't worked a Saturday since 2015, that's still okay, correct? That's absolutely fine. The only time that would have been there would be an issue with something signed is if she had signed something saying, this is only for four years, in which case okay. they could say, well, now the four years are up, you're back to Saturdays. But no, if she been, hasn't been working Saturdays, that's her new term of employment, that's her new reality, and they can't change that. Okay, thanks, Lior. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Mark. Mark, appreciate that. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. By the way, to reach out and help at employmenthour.com. The most common questions you get. We'll get another one of these here before we break, and that is, can my employer put me on a performance improvement plan? And the answer absolutely is yes. Your employer can put you on a performance improvement plan, but it has to be legitimate, right? You, you would have had to given them given them a reason to do that. If it's a situation where they're they're picking on you, they're unreasonable, they're they're being dishonest. Well, then it would be inappropriate. And just the act of putting you on the performance improvement plan, even though as long as you can show that it's not justified, could be a constructive dismissal. Believe it or not, uh, you know it's it would be create a poison work environment. It's unreasonable right. and unfair. So if it's if it's true, if it's reasonable, if they have a good reason, uh, then that's fine. And you know your job is to try to do your best. If you don't agree with it, say so in writing. And if it's completely bogus, if it's completely unreasonable, if if it's made up completely, you may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Uh, so employers always be reasonable, be honest and truthful. Uh, if you're not, you may find yourself uh, in, in some uh, some hot water. We'll take a short break here. Wendy, hang on the line. We'll get to you, and you have plenty of time as well. 416-870-6400, star 640. On your cell, Employment Hour continues right here on Global News Radio. Lots of time for you to uh, call in, get your questions answered. 416-870-6400, star 640. On your cell. In that regard, we'll get to uh, Wendy. Wendy, thank you for hanging through the break. How are you this evening? Oh, uh, good, thanks. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's your question? Oh, my question is... um I I think I know the answer, but I, I was employed with the company since August of 2018, and uh, the, the business was sold. Um, it's a franchise, and it was sold to different owners, and and so I worked for them for about just over a month, maybe two months, and uh, they let me go via text message, and and I was injured and had been off for two days, and uh, I, I just, uh, you know, they gave me holiday pay or whatever, but is that just too short of a period? Now, Wendy, did, did you get injured at work? Pardon me? Did you get injured at work? Mm, well, um, no, I had slipped and fallen on the ice at my apartment building, but it turned out, and I went back to work, but it turned out I had a concussion, and whiplash, but I didn't realize it until the next week. So the following week, I um, I didn't go in and I told them why, and it was the next day that they sent me the text message. Now, Wendy, how, uh, what kind of a job did you have there? What were you doing? Um, it was a cleaning company, cleaning houses. So here's the thing, Wendy. Uh, there's two aspects to it. Number one, if you're let go because you are injured, that in itself could be illegal. That could be a human rights violation. If you have an injury because of that, you're let go. 
uh, that could be uh, something that the company is not allowed to do. It doesn't matter if you work there for a day or 20 years. It's still illegal. So that's problem number one. It certainly sounds that the, the fact that they let you go had to do with the fact that you were injured, you, you weren't able to come into work for a while. Problem number one for them. Second issue is even though you've only worked there for a short period of time, you may be owed some severance. And believe it or not, after a month, you could be owed a month's pay. You could even be owed more than that. So the fact that you worked there for such a short period of time does not mean you don't get anything. So, so there's enough to talk about here, uh, Wendy. I want to find out more about your injury. I want to find out. I want to see that text messages. The, the fact that they sent you a text message may, may, may make them jerks. In itself, it's not illegal. It's a question of did they let you go because of your injury? And number two, uh, what severance are you owed? Okay, that that's good. Um, yeah, the text message didn't say anything about. You know, they just said it's not working out. Well, it's not working out because you're injured. And because of that, if you're let go, <laughs> yeah. uh, th- that's that's illegal. Can't do that. So you and I should connect off air, Wendy. I want to find out a bit more and, and potentially help you here. The fact that you work for a month doesn't doesn't change that. Okay, great. Um, I didn't leave my number uh, with the call screener. So- it's okay. We, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll take care of Wendy. No problem. No problem. In the meantime, you can write down Lior's number, uh, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com. We will uh, move on down the line to Tasha. Hi, Tasha. Good evening. Hi. Good evening. How are you? Excellent. What's going on with you? Good. Um, okay. So about a, uh, a little over a year ago, I um, I came back from mat leave, and my replacement was actually given my my position and they had opened up a different position for me and gave me a new new title um which i accepted um with a little bit of a change in hours okay so they kind of reimbursed me like gave me that hour change to um accommodate Mm. um and then so i've been working for this person for a little bit over a year now um and she's always been so she's pretty much had have been hiring on her team. I've been I've been the only person who's been there for ten years. She's brand new to the organization, creating a new um, program, and she's hired people who she's worked with in the past. So they they're very friendly with each other. Everybody knows each other, and I kind of feel like the odd man out. So um, I find that the way she's been um, speaking to me and treating me is a little bit different from the other employees. Lately, she's been. Um, She's been kind of like, so if I, she's been giving me deadlines that are pretty much, you know, unreasonable. Um, she'll give me something to do and she'll say, okay, it has to be done by noon and then give me all this other stuff and then constantly be like, oh, where's this at? Where's this at? Where's this at? She's, I, if I get up to go to the bathroom, she's asking people where I am. She's asking me why my Skype is not on as available all the time. Why is it busy? She's, um, she gives me something to do and then I go off and do it. I come back and she says, it's totally different. She didn't say that. She didn't ask me to do it that way. She's basically making me redo work um, and almost making me feel a little incompetent at what I'm doing, making me sure. feel really stupid. Um, so I, I've been feeling very uncomfortable with her, and I've been feeling literally sick to my stomach. I have gone to – I don't feel like our HR department is um, – we have a very – it's a very small organization. We don't really have that much of an HR our department, to be honest with you. And I haven't felt comfortable with anybody except for our CEO president, which I've worked with in the past. I have and been what happened what, when you spoke to him? So, so I did email him, and I let him know how I was feeling. And he, you know, he apologized. Oh, I'm sorry you're feeling that way, but you should have gone to HR. And then he said, okay, um, maybe we'll have – someone else who is now her boss who has just started I, he, he hasn't been he's been there for less than a month he said we'll have him take care of it 
Um, this boss has said, oh, we need to go directly. You need to go directly to her and hash your problems oh. out. And for me, I don't feel comfortable being around her at all. Like, I, she literally makes me feel sick. Going into work makes me feel terrible. So, so here's and, what I, wa- I want you to do. I understand the situation completely. Obviously, a very, very uncomfortable one. I, mm-hmm. I want you to uh, to go back to HR, except this time I want you to put it in writing in as much detail as you can what's been happening, you know, Use dates if you can. You know, on this date this happened, on this date that happened. You know, if there's emails you can attach, attach email. Have a little file with attachments that you're going to send to HR. Now, it may well be that, that that nothing happens, but we're not doing that necessarily so that they can fix that. We're doing that so that you corroborate your case to create that record. So, number one, I want you to do that. Number two, starting tomorrow. Uh, anything like that that happens uh, with this uh, boss, she says something, she does something, I want you to have a record. I want you to make a note for yourself in terms of days, etc. If she says something verbally that's unreasonable, email her back saying, you know, uh, you told me today to do this. I'm concerned I'm not going to be able to do that. Start creating and building a file. Okay. So, so sorry, sorry to cut you yeah. off. Um, so where I am right now is I've, I've sat with the HR and I've sat with this uh, her boss, and they're basically saying, okay, hash it out. And I told them I don't feel comfortable sitting with her and, and talking to her. I feel like everybody knows our, where we are at and I don't feel comfortable sitting there. So they said, okay, we have to figure something else out. And they said, okay, we'll get back to you by the end of the day. You need to go home for now and we'll get back to you by the end of the day to let you know, cause we need to talk it out. And I haven't heard from them at all. So today when I went into work, I literally, I sat in a different office so I wouldn't have to deal with anyone. I literally just dealt with HR and her boss. So they come, came in and out to speak to me and so they sent me home today but they haven't emailed me back anything so i don't know do i go into work tomorrow like what what do i do i don't yeah, know what my next steps are well no go, go into work okay go into work and and you know i want you to still send that email to hr as soon as possible do it tonight do it tomorrow send okay. that email to hr confirming so that later on there's no question about what you said uh, and, and there's no issues of, of a he said, she said. So put that in writing. Now, if the problem doesn't get resolved and you've done what I've said, we can get you out of there with severance. You've been there for 10 years. You could be looking at a year's pay here, and, and you would not have to, you know, as you say, be sick to your stomach just to have to go to work. This is workplace harassment, obviously. It's a poison work environment. Your employer has a very, very strict duty to investigate and to fix this problem. We want to be on the record as giving them that, that opportunity, encouraging to do that. If they don't act, you're in a position to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Keep this on a short leash. You know, By the end of the week, by the end of this week, you should have some real movement there. You should have some real solutions being implemented. If they're not, and, and you've sent that email and you have those records, uh, give me a call. Let's talk about that. Let's get you out of there with compensation, no matter what, though. In the meantime, do not quit. Do not right. quit until you right. and I have spoken first. Okay. And do do you think I have to actually speak to her if I don't feel comfortable? No, I don't th- think so at all. No, okay. uh, certainly not with without HR being there. Not not the two of you. Absolutely not. No way. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Tasha. Appreciate that. Here's uh, here's the number to follow up and do indeed make sure you uh, you do one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred again one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred help at employmenthour.com. Moving on to uh, Richard. Hey, Richard. Thanks for hanging on, fella. How are you? Hey, good. That was uh, an interesting last call. Yeah. Uh, I think my situation is somewhat interesting as well. I've called before. I'm I'm actually in the uh, in the recruiting business. 
And this is my situation. I actually uh, was working with a client and um, uh, placed an individual with them who's got, you know, 10 plus years at a previous company, um, only to find out after she started, uh, you know, maybe a, m- a month in, uh, that her position is being restructured. And they've given her essentially notice that, um, that they're going to have to let her go. So I guess uh, so. I guess my question is kind of twofold. I mean, um, you know, uh, pulling her out of a company with ten plus years experience. What uh, what is her recourse, and what is my my liability or or risk in that as well? So I, I take it, uh, Richard, that she wasn't necessarily actively looking for work. You you kind of found her and recruited her. Uh, I guess it, uh, I guess it may be a, a little bit of a two way street. I don't know if it's completely clear that you know. She wasn't looking, but she probably was looking. Uh, but is that a factor? It is a factor because in a situation where someone is being actively recruited from another company, whether it's the company directly or, or through someone like yourself, uh, a recruiter or headhunter, uh, in that situation, if they're let go by the new company shortly thereafter, uh, then they're owed severance potentially that recognizes the service that they had with the previous company. So if, if she was with a company for 10 years and only with the new company for one month, they let her go, they may have to treat her as a 10-year employee for severance purposes. On the other hand, if she's actively looking to leave, she's applied for a job, she's asking and seeking and pursuing the job, she may not be owed this enhanced severance. So it comes down to how was she recruited. I also It also comes down to what employment agreement she signed and what that employment agreement says. So I would want to see that. But certainly that company you're talking about has potential liability for her. It's not your liability. It's it's uh, it's the company that, that hired uh, her. Uh, but uh, I would certainly want to tell the company like that if, if they're working with a recruiter, they want to make sure that they put in an employment agreement with a new employee that they won't recognize past service for any purposes. It has to be in that, in that agreement. And may have some recourse in getting additional severance over and above. I mean, really, being there a month, would there be any uh, requirement for that employer to give this person severance uh, on, on a normal situation? Yes, there would be, depending on, on, on her age and kind of how senior her position. Even after a month, she could be owed two months' pay, potentially even more, even after a month. Keep in mind, that could be much, much, much more than that if she's deemed to have been induced or recruited from another job. So, but even after a month, again, depending on the terms of any employment agreement that she signed, she absolutely could be owed severance. Uh, and if I was talking to her, I'd say definitely give me a call so I can uh, review your specific situation. Mm, sounds good. Thanks for the thanks for the advice. Thank you, Richard. Appreciate that. You know the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com. and to call in tonight right here live on the radio like uh, we've been doing so far. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell. Bill on the four hundred one. Hey, Bill, how are you? Good. How you doing? Good, pal. What's going on with you tonight? Uh, just calling in, wondering. I'm starting a seasonal business here in uh, starting June from June till mm-hmm. September. And uh, I'm a long-haul truck driver. I'm just wondering what my options are with my employer. Good call. So what do you mean by options? Um, Like, do I give them a leave of absence or ask for a leave of absence or... So so you're you're starting a job or you're going to be the employer? Uh, I started started a seasonal business, yes. Okay, so you're going to be hiring drivers. 
No, no, no. I'm a, I'm, I am a truck driver now, but I'm uh, starting my own business. I see. Uh, un- un- unrelated business. Okay. So, yeah. so you and you're going to be hiring people. Uh, no. So okay, so you want to know what you should be telling your current employer that you're going to be leaving, or, 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 or what, what, I'm just not understanding the question. Yeah, I'm just wondering because uh, so what it is, it's a it's a jet ski rental business so, uh, right. for the summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I won't be hiring hiring anybody. Um, be basically family run, but uh, I have so much invested in it, I don't want to not be there. And I'm just wondering if I have any options with my employer. Like, I see what you're saying. Leave absence, or so your employer is not legally obligated to give you a, a leave. They're absolutely not. So it, it makes sense to ask. And you know, in many cases, if they think you know they value you as an employee, they may work with you and to figure out something that that works. But ultimately, uh, Bill, if they say no, uh, sorry, if you're not here, you're not working here. You, you've you've quit in that situation. They would be right to do so legally. They don't have to give you a leave of absence, uh, you know, because you're, you're going to be involved in a business. I mean, listen, if there's a medical condition, obviously they have to give you a leave of absence. If there's certain right. family responsibilities, they have to give you a leave of absence, but not because you're going to be working on another job. Talk to them, uh, explain to them, say, you know, you want to continue working there. You, you've been a good employee. Uh, but if they refuse, ultimately you have to make a decision. Yeah, okay, yep. Uh, just wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth. That's all. Good. <laughs> you Thank got you. it. We got one of the best horses in the business right there. The Leor. best horse. Yeah, that's, the best horse. That's it. Uh, Bill, any more info, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com. And to call us here uh, this evening for the remainder of this show, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, and one 225 talk That is toll free. Jeffrey, uh, good evening. How are you? Good, yourself. Good, brother. What's uh, What's going on in your world? So um, I have a, a Nova situation that sounds to me like classic constructive dismissal. It's a sort of a two-part question. Uh, large uh, U.S. company in the news closing uh, stores slash sales centers of stores. Um, and they're basically telling their employees who are sales that they're no longer going to be commissioned salespeople. They're just going to be salaried salespeople where they let's say, could on average lose half their salary and get no commissions. Uh, so it, uh, does that sound like a constructive dismissal? Yeah, I mean, the technical uh, term is constructive dismissal with a cherry on top. Absolutely. It is a, a classic constructive dismissal situation when you, you're, you're going, your compensation structure has changed. Now, it would be a constructive dismissal even if it kind of evened out, even if you wouldn't be losing money, that the structure change itself could be a constructive dismissal. If you go from commission to salary, uh, you know, potentially you have less potential because the nice thing about commission, there's the unlimited potential. Uh, and, and that change itself is a constructive dismissal. No question, uh, Jeffrey. Okay. So the second part of this, since this company is a large company, they actually have stores slash serv- um, uh, sales centers, so to speak, galleries in uh, Quebec and Ontario. And I'm question is, are you familiar at all? Does Quebec have a similar law in, in dealing with this type of thing? Or are they, because I know the Quebec's completely different legal system, they have a completely different type of system to handle this. 
Uh, they, they do have a different system, but they do have a similar concept to constructive dismissal. Uh, it, it works a bit differently there, and I'm not going to try to explain it because I'm not sure I, I know it myself. So with respect to anyone working in Quebec that's going to be impacted by this, they should consult with uh, with a lawyer in Quebec. Anyone in Ontario, it's exactly as I've said, uh, constructive dismissal. If your compensation structure changes, happy to talk to you or to anyone uh, in that situation. And are you at all familiar with any Quebec legal companies that do this, like yourself? Or you're if you if you email me, uh, I'll send you the contact information for someone in Quebec that I trust. So if you reach out to me after the show, happy to connect you. Jeffrey, here you go. Help at employmenthour.com. Help at employmenthour.com to get that info. Just that simple. Moving on to uh, to James. Hey, James, good evening. Good evening. Thank you for taking the call. Sure. Thank you for calling in. Uh, I'd like to find out what the options are for. I'm calling on behalf of my son. He worked uh, in a local restaurant and he's owed unpaid wages and the owner, the employer declared bankruptcy. The matter was referred to Ministry of Labor and then after a few months they came back and they said uh, it's now in the hands of a trustee and they said they mentioned a federal uh, W E. I'm sorry, I, I can't remember that exactly. But I'd like to know what his options are at this moment. Now, do you know if it's the company that filed for bankruptcy or if it's the owner himself personally that filed for bankruptcy? No, the owner uh, bankrupt uh, filed for bankruptcy. It's a franchisee. Okay, but the, the the actual individual personally uh, filed for bankruptcy himself uh, as a person, not just the not just his business. I believe that. Well, that that I'm not sure. So let me explain uh, why the business the business closed. Right it's now opened with a new management. So so l- let me explain why because obviously the general rule is that any any obligations are that of the company. Uh, but there's a there's an exception here, which when it comes to unpaid wages, the owner of the company may actually have personal liability personally with respect to unpaid wages. So because of that, uh, if he hasn't uh, yet, he may be able to file a complaint against the owner uh, personally with the Ministry of Labor, uh, and and if he but that only works if he's not bankrupt personally. So number one is to determine whether it's the company bankrupt or it's the individual owner. But here's the other thing. Uh, there's uh, a program in Ontario called the Wage Earner Protection Program. And, and that is to, it's, it's a government funded program. Again, it's called the Wage Earner Protection Program. And it's designed to help employees that have not, uh, that, that have lost wages as a result of a bankruptcy. So if you Google that, the Wage Earner Protection Program, uh, you, you'll be able to hopefully apply under that and, and hopefully, uh, or your son will, and he can get paid, if not all, then some of those wages. So look at, at whether you can go after the person personally, the owner, or go through the Wage Earner Protection Program. John, we're moving on uh, Moving on to you. Hey, John, good evening. How are you? Not bad. How are you, sir? Good. What's, what's happening with you? Okay. Now on the other side, I'm an employer. So I have a, uh, this concern. One of my employees... She left on a maternity leave, and I guess the agreement was she stayed nine months. The husband was going to stay three months. So nine months up, she comes to me. She wants to work for me. She'll take any shift, blah, 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 all that song. So I took her back, and she started working after night shift, afternoon shift. She came the first day, second day. The third day, one hour into work, she comes to me and hands the keys and says, 
I have to go home. There's an emergency. It actually, actually was not an emergency. It was the baby was crying, and the husband didn't want to take care of the baby. So she, she just hanged the keys, gave me the keys, and said, I'm coming back only in May. What yes. course of action uh, do I get against this girl? Because uh, there was no emergency. She acknowledged to my nurse, director of care, there was no emergency. The baby was crying. The husband didn't want to take care of the baby. She gave me the keys, and she left. Okay, so what you're going to do is this, John. Uh, you're going to send her a letter, uh, either email or if you don't have email, her email, uh, registered mail, mm-hmm. where you're going to say, yeah, I, my understanding is that there really wasn't an emergency in any event. Uh, you're an employee and you're expected back to work, give her uh, two or three days. And and uh, if, if you don't come back to work, we'll consider you to have resigned. Now, uh, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, and if she comes back to work, okay, you should do that. If she doesn't come back, or if you don't hear from her, uh, and you, you're sure she got that email, then you can consider her to have resigned. Uh, if you hear something else, maybe get, she gets you something from a doctor, etc. you need to look at it. But yeah, uh, in the meantime, sure. you're going to write her that letter, and you're going to tell her uh, exactly what, what you understand, that you expect her back to work within a few days, uh, or you consider her to have resigned. Because she... Uh... And what she said to my DOC is that, okay, and if I come back, I want to work one day, I want to be off one day, I want to work one day, I want to be off next day. I mean, we can do this on a assisted living facility, you know what I mean? So, right. no, uh, uh, like, if I didn't have anyone there to uh, help the other person, I would have been one, one, less, one less person if I wasn't there. And I just feel bad. That so you may have me. an obligation to accommodate her, but there has to be a reason. She has to give you something that requires you to do that. Uh, some issues with the with the child, something specific. If she mm-hmm. doesn't give you that reason, you don't have to accommodate. You don't have to give the schedule that she wants. You can mm-hmm. decide on the schedule. And if she doesn't want to work it, well, that's up to her. So I she can, you may have I to might... accommodate her, but she has to provide you a reason to do that. Mm-hmm. I might have to call your office if I need Please to do. Please do. Please do. Thanks for helping out. Thank you. John, thank you. And we're just uh, just about out of time here. I see one more John there. John, if you'd like to follow up afterwards, it is 1-855-821-5900. Done for another exciting evening. Got a lot of phone calls in there, a lot of information given out. You want to reach uh, Lior in a couple different ways, help at employmenthour.com, and always check severancepaycalculator.com. We are back here Wednesday night at this time. And, of course, Employment Hour 30 is on your TV, Global TV and CTV. That would be on your Saturday and Sunday mornings as well. Global News Radio.